Good, good. It's been a long time since I've been on any of the Teal Town USA shows, so it's good to be back. My name is Ian Reed. I, I oh shoot, I messed up already. No, I'm I'm Kevin Lacey. Um, it's it's always a pleasure speaking with you, Ian. It's like I said, it's been a while. So uh, big news today, huh? The news that has been chatted about endlessly for the last several months on social media. So. Uh, Really? You can't hear me? Well, folks, uh, in the meantime, uh, what Ian said was that Kevin That's guy, better. All right. Are we? Can are you guys hear me now? now? All right. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Uh, this is off to an amazing, amazing start here. Uh, I don't know. OBS, for some reason, decided that my mic was no longer important. So... Uh, that's what happens uh, when I try to take the reins for the hey, first well, time. Well, the last time I tried to stream during the day, uh, I was working like I am right now, and uh, everything fell apart at work right when we went live on the air for our breaking news. So, you know what? I'll, t I'll take this over that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, as I said, uh, this is the first of this is the first show of of the summer of TTG. Uh, teal tinted glasses for those that don't know we've got this fancy new screen here uh fancy new logos and everything it's it's pretty awesome it's way better than what we did last year um and yeah so um john mccarthy uh takes over as the head coach of the barracuda and a lot of different moves a lot of people shuffled around ray sommer moved to an advisor role um how 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 do you feel about this so far kevin i know because you've watched a lot of obviously the barracuda which is why uh, I wanted to have you on because I feel like you'd have the most um, the most insight on on what impact this will have. Well, thanks, Ian. Thanks. Yeah, uh, Roy Sommer obviously been around in the organization for ages. Uh, I believe twenty four years as head coach, including two stints with the San Jose Sharks as an assistant, and now moves into an advisor role. And I think right off the bat, what I want to say is because. For quite a long time, um, people have called for Roy Sommer's head uh, on social media, at games that I've been to, so on and so forth. And what I want to say is if Roy saw, like, okay, new direction, I think that's fabulous. And then we'll, we'll talk about the new direction. But Roy Sommer had to be doing something right to be sticking around all this this time. And I remember when the... Worcester Sharks moved to the Barracuda. One of the things that I discussed was with, with some some people in the organization at that time was why didn't they make the coaching change then with the move? Obviously, Sommer being a Bay Area guy, he does have the local ties, so it makes sense to keep him. Um, but what I was told even way back then was that Roy Sommer just really has that kind of like he's a father like figure. Uh, he's, you know, obviously he helps develops so many of the Sharks prospects of, of yesteryear and uh, really is best at transitioning players from the junior level, college level, uh, overseas into becoming um, hardened pros, uh, mainly off the ice. And so with this senior advisor role that he is now into, I mean, I think it's it's perfect for him because it it gets his get, he's able to give his best strengths to the organization while staying in the organization and allowing John McCarthy to potentially lead the team and the farm system in a new 
in a, in a new way, give new guidance. So it's it's a win win to me because you get the best of Roy Sommer with this fresh new voice of John McCarthy, and uh, I think the sky's the limit. Yeah, I said on like I I tweeted out. I I think the one thing that I always gave Roy Sommer credit for was that he was always able to coach the team in a way that like that mimicked what the big club was doing. Now, I think sometimes he didn't have the talent to implement those systems always like perfectly, sure. Um, sure. especially like peak sharks, like peak sharks. The, the farm system was brutal uh, during the peak shark years. But I yeah, thought especially uh, Chad like, Costello and Jack Combs right. as your headline AHL players at 30 years old or whatever. Yeah. But I always thought like, I always thought he did a good job of mimicking, like, especially like under Todd McClellan, Peter DeBoer. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I don't think, I think they got away from that a little bit um, under Bob Bugner. And I, you can take that for whatever you want. <laughs> but I, I think that's the one thing I always really gave him credit for was that he always did a good job of kind of mimicking the systems that the Sharks were employing to help make guys be able to come in and have that immediate, you know, ease of of fitting into the system um yeah yeah definitely and and again that comes with him being able to help young players transition into the pro game Uh, a lot of the top prospects didn't see a whole lot of time with Roy Sommer like you know Logan Couture Joe Pavelski spent less than a year with with him but still he's obviously going to be around during training camps and and uh, at least create some kind of an impact on those players and then the players who are around longer like Sasha Chmielewski right now uh, for example uh, Jaden Hobgawaks over the last several years um, Noah Gregor on and off over the last few years like these are these are players who have spent time and I think that spent time with Roy Sommer and even a guy like Evan Weinger who has been only on an AHL contract the last three years but I've seen big strides in his game and I know that Roy Sommer has had great influence on someone like him uh, to where I think he's one of the only players I that in my personal opinion uh, would bring back next year on an AHL deal from from this year's team, which, which we know this year's team did not have any success at all. Um, but Evan Weinger is one of those success stories. So Roy Sommer definitely uh, has had an impact on on players. I think that should not be taken away. I know the the real common thing is he has the most wins in AHL history. And a lot of people reply saying he also has the most losses in AHL history. But again, he's been around a long time. That That's going to come hand in hand here. And I think that Sommer's impact, uh, though, obviously in recent years, it hasn't seemed to relate to current, the current game, at least on the ice. And we can talk more about, the entire coaching staff, if you want, Ian, because they're all gone. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do think that Sommer has brought positives and he's going to continue to bring his best. And he can do it remotely now because he's got that farm in Mon- uh, that ranch in Montana. So he doesn't necessarily need to be in San Jose uh, all the time in order um, for the, the Sharks to be able to rely on him in a in a development role. Yeah. So just um, going off of um, Shang's uh, tweet here. Um, so he said, um, Bonio goes back to pro site, uh, pro scouting, uh, chase on joins CAA, Sabrin goes home. Um, so obviously John McCarthy gets basically a blank slate to kind of rebuild his staff. Um, 
what about some of the outgoing guys? Can you say okay, what can you say about any of those guys? And uh... all right, so uh, I'll, I'll in in relation to Sommer here. One of the things that I heard about over the last couple of days because I uh, Sheng had had a conversation with Roy Sommer and got some great quotes. Yeah, Check I out saw Sheng's that. Yeah. article there on uh, on the NBC Sports website there. Um, and one of the honest opinions that Roy Sommer had was that. Uh, Joachim Blickfeld, uh, as I said all year long, a very one-dimensional player. He wants to shoot all the time. Whether he hits the net or not is another story. Doesn't back check, doesn't skate hard, really needs to look to pass more. Just very one-dimensional. Some some folks on Twitter uh, replied saying, yeah, but Sommer's not an offensive-based coach. Uh, he's a defensive-based coach. And, and throughout history, he has been more of a, a defensive-based coach. And I think part of that is to what you said, Ian, about how he does, doesn't always have the talent or hasn't always had the uh, the offensive talent. Yeah, and I think for, for people that don't, that just like that just have saw the the Barracuda years. Like this team used to just be bereft of talent. Like it was a desert um, when yep. it was in Worcester. Like when the one like one criticism that I remember a lot from the Worcester years was like, do the Sharks even care about this team? Because there's right. just nobody there. Right, right. We talked about that on Technology Riders yeah, back in yeah, the day. Yeah, way too. back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you look statistically, and I am—I swear this is going towards the assistant coaches who <laughs> were just let go. But uh, when you look statistically, offensively, the team was fine. They scored at nearly three goals a game, which is yeah. in the AHL is is commendable. It's not near the top, but their power play was ninth in the league. Their goals against was atrocious. They gave up nearly four point three goals per game this season their penalty kill was dead last in the league so it's it's funny to me to hear oh Roy Sommer's not an offensive coach um he's he's defensive only when the numbers say otherwise and I think a lot of that does fall on the assistant coaching staff I mean the number of and this is not to speak negatively about them particularly (laughs) um but hey I'm going with the numbers here 4.3 goals against and Michael Chason being the defensive coach, um, I've said for a number of years now with you, Ian, and also with Hockey Jerk, that yeah. I think the defensive structure has not been there, uh, really has not been there. They play soft in front of their own net. Um, they go hard into the corners and on the boards, but the, the hardest play place you need to be is right in front of your own goalie. So a goalie like Alexei Melnichuk, who, you know, to be honest, was not really a big fan of, and I really tempered my expectations. And we saw what happened with Melnichuk. It wasn't always the goaltending, despite those horrible numbers. Um, Sam Harvey played way better than Melnichuk did, and his numbers were still awful. Yeah. So uh, Sachenko, same thing. So defensively, uh, you got guys like Keaton Middleton, for example, back in the day, a few years ago, big, tall defenseman who being taught to not play hard in front of your own net, like that's a huge flaw right there. And so I do think there is some fault to be to be laid there at the assistant coaching staff. Um, Jimmy Bono uh, goes back to scouting where he was a scout uh, back in 2018 for the Sharks. And I think that's a good move. I like what I saw from Jimmy, Jimmy Bono at training camp. Um, but again, uh, training camp versus 
uh, live in the game. Um, you know, we're not there in the room. Right. We're, we're, I'm I'm speaking as an outsider looking in, as are you, Ian. Yep. Um, but my perspectives are um, that really Sommer needed to get more out of his coaching staff uh, the last two years, especially. Uh, I know the Barracuda were a playoff team last season. Um, but still, I thought I thought more could have been done, and it really showed this year with, with, with the lack of depth, um, the glaring the glaring holes that needed to be uh, taken care of there on the staff. Um, what about um, uh, Sabrin? Was he the goalie coach for the Barracuda? Yeah, Danny Sabrin. That that's a hard one for me to uh, assess mm-hmm. because again. I think defensively, their structure was very poor. Um, Sean O'Brien of Calder Farmstead repeatedly called out the gap control uh, the, that wasn't there, um, defending the, uh, the, uh, the offensive rushes for the other team. And uh, so it's like defensive woe, defensive woe, defensive woe. Hard to say anything about the goaltending coach when you don't get a, a true uh, analysis of are these goalies really that good or really that bad or, or is it coaching? Cause Danny Sabrin was a new coach this season, mm-hmm. new goaltending coach for the season. We saw the same deficiencies on the back end. So I don't know um, if, if Sabrin really should shoulder any blame here, but he does depart from the organization and uh, it gives John McCarthy a fresh, a clean slate to choose his staff going forward. Yeah. John McCarthy has been under the learning tree. What for how many years? Like, I want to say four, four years now? Yeah, about four, four years. years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was, I knew it was like three or four, but I couldn't put an exact number on it. So I think it's, I think it's good because I think that, you know, John McCarthy is a guy who's obviously played most of his career in the league, uh, in the HL. Uh, so he know he knows the league well, and he's obviously been under the learning tree of Roy Sommer, which I, I know some people might get a little like, oh, I don't know about this, but I, I think if if he didn't get to make his own staff. I would be more concerned, but I feel like because he gets a clean slate to work with, I think he's going to get the the opportunity to coach the team his way. Do you think, do you think that's a fair assessment? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, John McCarthy, obviously he was a player, mm-hmm. uh, and a, a recent player. When was the last time Roy Sommer was playing? <laughs> yeah. The, 70s 80s i mean the game is you know we always hear the game has changed the game has changed well john mccarthy understands the current game and so he gives that fresh fresh perspective he's only 35 years old so he's he's you know he's still a young blood in the ahl um and getting his first head coaching gig when he retired as a player due, due to health reasons i believe it was in the very first press conference that roy sommer had mm-hmm. he said John McCarthy is going to be a future head coach in this league. So it seemed to me that McCarthy's been being groomed as the heir apparent to Sommer for a number of years now. He was on the bench there that first season uh, out of retirement, and then he moved into a player development role the last two years. So he, even though he doesn't have head coaching experience, he's picking up a bunch of different hats, and now is an opportunity for him to show that you know, maybe it's too early for McCarthy. We don't know. I think it's tough to say, hey, he's not ready. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We're not behind the scenes. But I know right out of the gate, him being dubbed as a future AHL head coach right out of retirement uh, speaks volumes about what the Sharks think of McCarthy. Yeah. And I think, you know, the one thing about like John McCarthy, too, is I think like I, 
you know what the best coaches the, the the best coaches that are players are like McCarthy was never you know a super scorer like he was always a grindy guy right and I feel like those guys always really excel at being head coaches because nothing came easy to them they had to yeah. learn like they they you know they, they don't just do it right like they have to pay attention to detail exactly which is all coaching yeah and, and and i think it's easier to teach also when you don't come naturally like i think when you look at a guy like wayne gretzky for example who was a head yeah. coach for a hot minute in the league i think the harder yeah. thing for him is that he just does things and he probably doesn't even know how or why he does them and to try and explain that to a guy who has to scrap for everything they get to be in the NHL. I think there's a disconnect there, which is why, why I really like John McCarthy. And I'm really excited about this move to have McCarthy um, as the coach. Cause again, I think he's been under the learning tree and I think, look at everyone, you know, yeah. Could, could you have hired some, you know, hot junior coach or whatever, trying to take that next step? You could have, but I don't, I don't dislike this. I think everyone deserves an opportunity. I think he's definitely put the time in to get that opportunity to be a coach in this league. And I, I'm, I'm definitely willing to, to see where it goes. Cause I look at this Barracuda team. I mean, this Barracuda team is going to have some talent coming in next year. Like this is going to be a yeah, much uh, better team next year than it was this year. Yeah, I hope so. And, and I'm not sure who's playing defense, that... but <laughs> <laughs> I do think that uh, some, some defensemen do need to be brought in to, to help out guys like Kenyatsev and uh and cheat check here next season but um and hey john mccarthy being more of a defensive forward in in the ahl and the nhl uh his his years in the nhl at that time you know maybe that is going to bring a more um a well-rounded approach as i said offensively barracuda were actually okay this season it was defensively that they they had a big big issue yeah plus who knows who knows who McCarthy is going to bring in on his staff. He might bring in a veteran assistant coach, for example. I mean, Dan Bilesma mm -hmm. was coaching in the AHL this season yeah. and he, you know, <laughs> he won a Stanley cup. So you, we don't know who the staff is going to be. I'm really intrigued to see uh, when it's all said and done. Um, but yeah, I'm willing to give John McCarthy, uh, that opportunity. Um, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he hasn't proven that he can't do it yet. Yeah. So, and he, he definitely has time. Um, I got a couple um, things in the chat here. Um, and I, I can't pull things into the chat. I don't know. I had it all set up and then everything broke on me at the last second, which is how these things always work when you try doing this for the first time. So I apologize for not being put on the screen, but I am going to, I am going to read the, the, the questions out loud. Um, Sleepy saying, just curious why we wouldn't wait till the new GM was hired uh, to select their the home coach. And because um, obviously I think that like Bob Bugner, they're going to wait until the new GM's in place and then he's going to evaluate Bob Bugner and decide what's going to happen there. But are you surprised that the the Sharks made this move before the uh, general manager was in place on for the big club? Yes, absolutely. I am. And that's actually where I meant to go with my last point was that um, I do think the timing is interesting. I don't think the timing is interesting at all about uh, the young players coming in um, like uh, like Tristan Robbins and Ozzie Weisblatt and Brandon Coe next season. I think the timing is perfect to bring in a new voice with those those youngsters coming in. And again, 
keeping Sommer around to help them transition from juniors to the pro game. Um, but I do think it's interesting that with no general manager in place for the Sharks right now, um, that that person doesn't get a say in who the AHL head coach is. And so to that point, that says to me, I think Joe Will is going to stick around for at least a year as the assistant GM and the GM of the Barracuda, because um, this is essentially Joe Will's move. Mm -hmm. And though Joe, you know, with a new GM coming into the Sharks, I have said, well, they want to keep Joe Will around next year. Um, but I'm going to venture to guess that in the conversations they've had with the potential Sharks GMs coming in, um, they don't seem to have an issue keeping Joe Will around. And I think Joe Will has been has done admirably for the team. I mean, um, yeah, the Barracuda roster has been hit or miss here. But a lot of that is just the prospects that you bring in, the prospects that you develop. And, and that's more on the scouting staff than anything. Um, Joe Will, a couple of years, three years ago, brought in TJ Hensick to be that veteran presence um, when John McCarthy retired. And Hensick just put up point after point after point. So Joe Will's a smart guy, a bright guy. And so um, I think he's probably going to be around here for at least this year. That's the one thing I can say about this. Yeah, I think like, because again, Joe Will is the, the general manager of the of the Barracuda. So I'm not, I, I think from that respect, it doesn't really surprise me that they made this move already. I think the thing with Joe Will, I think some people are just better suited as like the number two guy. Like, yeah. I, I just, I, I wonder if just like Joe Will's just happy where he is. And that is why they're bringing in, you know, because obviously they could have just promoted Joe Will and that could have been it. Yeah, I've been watching this show Winning Time on HBO about the 1980 Lakers and uh, their head coach nine games into the season uh, had a bike accident and uh, severe brain injury and everything. And the assistant coach, Paul Westhead, came in and and at least again, this is a dramatization, Mm -hmm. but he's saying like, what am I doing? I'm not supposed to be a head coach. I was never supposed to be a head coach. And, <laughs> right. you know, come like, oh, my God, someone come save me. And I'm not saying Joe Will is being that dramatic. Um, and, hey, it worked out for Paul Westhead. He led the Lakers to a championship. But um, but Joe Will, I do know uh, for a fact, um, about eight years ago was an was offered a an NHL GM position on the East coast and he turned it down to stay as an assistant coach, assistant GM for the sharks. So whether or not he felt he was ready at that time or just happy to be with a team that at the time was completely on the rise a couple of years later, going to the Stanley cup finals. Um, yeah. Joe will might be happy being, being an assistant GM. Yeah. Uh, the other question. Again, we don't yeah. know. We're not. We're not there. I don't. I don't know Joe Will. So it, we're a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know Joe Will. I've never talked to Joe Will, so I don't. I don't want to pretend like I have like the insight into you know what makes Joe Will tick. Um, yeah. Sleepy also asking, you know, what if the new GM uh, and Sharks coach wants to install their own system? Should the CUDA ta- adopt that system? I think you're probably. I think the Barracuda should probably adjust some parts of that system but i think that john mccarthy should get to decide what parts of that system he's going to implement himself based on the 
players that he has on his, you know, does he have the players to, cause I think the one thing you could argue like to the team's detriment was, especially like I said earlier in the show, like those peak shark years, like the, 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 the AHL club didn't have the talent to run the shark systems, but they kind of were pigeonholed to do it anyway. I don't know. That's, that's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's going to still be a lot of decisions about this team going forward. I think there are still a lot of holes. There are several restricted free agents that the Sharks have, like Hobgawaks, like McGrew, mm-hmm. for example, who I don't know if they necessarily bring back. Um, and and poor McGrew. McGrew was a Sommer guy, but with Sommer out of the way, yeah. uh, you know, so to speak, uh, who knows who knows what happens with with him. But I do think um, that and, and a lot of people have said, and I agree, the Barracuda needed a fresh start. This is the fresh start. You can agree or disagree about John McCarthy being the head coach. We're both in agreement about this. Um, but, uh, hey, you got to start somewhere. And this is the start. The Barracuda have a lot of new New, 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 new things going on. New arena, new coaching, uh, new marketing, because uh, they brought in brought in new marketing and new business operations uh, folks last year, and now they get the opportunity to shine. Um, so everything's going to be new. Uh, seems like Joe Will's going to be the only, <laughs> only thing that remains, him, McCarthy, and Sommer, and that's fine. I think, uh, you know, this this is a good start. Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the Barracuda this coming season. Like, when you look at the the influx of talent coming in, um, like, I'm really excited about a guy like Straussman coming in because I think, like, yes. I, I, I agree with you. I don't think, I think goaltending has taken a lot of heat, and some of it's definitely deserved, but I don't think sure. it told the whole story. Like, that blue line got pillaged so badly and that's look at this is the hl this is how this works the nhl club needs players you give them players that's how this works and it you know and then you have to fill in the holes but like i looked at some of those blue lines of those players that playing and you got like forget has been you have never will be's on there like just guys that they pulled up from like the echl to fill holes and I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you want the goaltending to be better, but like <laughs> the blue line the, in front of him was not good. At one point, the defense at one point had uh, Adam Parcells, Connor McDonald, and uh, Patrick McNally uh, all on, all in a game or a couple of games. Um, that that should tell you. Uh, players with jerseys in the nineties—that's <laughs> usually a bad sign. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there, there, there's, I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta go up. I don't know. I mean, as it stands right now, and again, it's, it's a game of we'll see, mm-hmm. uh, as, as uh, our teal tinted glasses summer shows usually are, they're games of we'll see, mm-hmm. and we'll say that a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, um, we'll, we'll see who else comes into the fold, but I think, it's only moving up from here. Even if it's a bad season, I don't think it can be much worse on the ice uh, than it was last season because of getting pillaged or players underperforming or structure. Um, you know, um, there are some positives with the team, and now 
uh, they can build off of that, like like the power play, for example. Um, I don't know if Joachim Blickfeld's coming back. I think the Sharks at least will qualify him, um, but we'll see. Uh, he he's been beating up on the the lesser teams in the World Juniors or World Championships, right? Yeah, now. I saw that. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I think uh, like you said, the new the new blood coming in. Weisbach, Co. Robbins. I know I'm missing a couple of other players. Um, not Larock because Larock's going back to juniors next season. Um, but Strauss Mann, uh, who is playing for Team USA at the World Championships right now, um, I think that's going to be a key here. Is who the next goaltending coach will be because I think Strauss Mann um, has a has a lot of potential to one day be an NHLer. I'm not saying NHL starter. I'm just saying NHLer. Um, but being a smaller goalie, it's going to be really key to see who uh, comes into that role. Um, but I'm excited. I, I think um, I, one question I had for, for for you before we get out of here, because um, okay. I, I, I brought this up on other shows and I just wanted to get your uh, opinion. Like at this point, should we at least be questioning Evgeny Nabokov as goaltending coach a little bit? Ooh, I feel like the just again with like with Sabarin, mm-hmm. uh, the goaltending coach position is the hardest one for me to, I don't know, analyze um, from from my perspective. Again, not being in the room, not seeing um, how these coaches uh, um, interact with their players outside of um, a, the rare practice that I get to go to or the training camps, for example. Um, I do think it does need to be called into question a little bit um, just because the goaltending um, over the last few years, especially in the Martin Jones era, um, really did seem to suffer. Um, but I do think that goaltending was a a pretty good positive last year. I know Aiden Hill didn't have the best year and he was obviously hurt several times. James Reimer had a great year last year. But at the same time, he's a veteran. That's what I was going to say. He knows what yeah. he's doing out there. Yeah, like James so, Reimer didn't come here needing to put his game back together. Y- yes, yes, exactly. So um, it's a hard question for me to assess and one I think I'm going to plead the fifth okay. on. But <laughs> but but no, no, no. I, I'm still okay with Evgeny Nabokov being the, the goaltending coach of the Sharks. Um, but... If they were to go in a different direction with that, um, I'd probably say, okay, because right now the organization on a whole is seeing change everywhere. So nothing's going to surprise me um, at all. Like today's announcement didn't really surprise me all that much. It did. It did again because of the timing with not having an NHL GM Mm -hmm. in fold. But this is something that, I have kind of seen the writing on the wall for Sommer for a little while. I know, again, people have have called it out. And I think uh, being a senior advisor is perfect for Roy Sommer. So, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh, and, uh, talking to... uh to all of us right now yeah um, i wish i could do it more yeah, often no, it but fun. it's you know it's it was fun uh, any any final thoughts on the barracuda before you wrap this up um it's change yeah and that's what the barracuda need that's what they've been doing over the last few weeks here um off the ice and now we're seeing the first on the ice change and there's going to be more to come so 
stay tuned because um, this is certainly not going to be the last teal tinted glasses of the year. Yeah. This is this is the first, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring you everything that we can. Hopefully, uh, give you as much insight as we can, and uh, especially when draft time comes around. And I think when draft time comes around, we're gonna see a whole lot more dominoes fall and new dominoes get put in place. Um, so I'm excited. But but my final thought truly is congratulations to both Roy Sommer and John McCarthy. And I'm excited to see um, who the assistants and the new goaltending coaches on the farm. Awesome. Sounds good. All right, guys. So I'm sure I'm going to mess this up as we go off here. But um, if you do uh, want to watch this again or watch anything else that we do, you can obviously find it right here on this YouTube channel. Please hit like, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications when... We all, you know, when we do stuff like this, um, and you will be notified. Other than that, Teal Town USA on Twitter. Um, again, appreciate everyone watching. I'm surprised we have 35 people watching a AHL coaching change video. So rock on. Um, and I do, I, I, I do want to say also, I do want to congratulate Michael Chase on on Jimmy Bono, Bono because they didn't just get fired. No, no, like they yeah. have other roles now. So, so congratulations to them as well, because I think especially for Chase on going onto the, the agent side, the management side there for CAA, I think that's a pretty a cool move. opportunity. Yeah. So big move. All right, guys, I appreciate everybody being here. Let's see if I can get this. We're going to see what happens. Awesome.